Dear Diary, today I interviewed Jordan. He's a few mascots. Some we can say, some we can't say. But if you take a listen, he'll tell you where he's from, and I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Hello? Hello? Hey. So how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> uh, I am I'm good. Uh, I've got a game tonight, so I'm a little excited. Uh, it's supposed to rain, but... Um, Oh no. I mean, honestly, I have I think more fun in the rain. I mean, a big mascot playing in puddles is kind of funny if you ask me. So. <laughs> yeah. So wait, can you say which mascot? Yeah, it's a uh, for a minor league soccer team and I am a Sasquatch. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I have to look that one up. He is like, very hot. His the fur is uh like 6-7 inches in length, so it's a uh, a bit crazy if you ask me but hey it's fun that's cool that's cool yeah i can imagine a sasquatch i have to look it up afterwards because i don't i don't know which one that is <laughs> uh his name is Hattrick harry uh yeah and he's with the the swope park rangers awesome so <laughs> how long have you been a mascot i uh ooh, i have been a mascot for uh i'd say the Oh man, that's a hard question to answer because I've wanted to do it since I was four years old. And I'd say being a paid mascot, I've done it since uh, 2012. But I always knew I wanted to be a mascot. When I was four, I saw uh, Casey Wolf, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs mascot, at an appearance. And um, I, I just was enamored with him. I thought he was the funniest, the coolest thing in the whole entire world. And I'd never seen anything like it before. And I went home, and uh, I have three brothers and a sister out here. My parents always shopped at Sam's Club, and they don't have bags, typical bags that you get at a grocery store. They have boxes. Yeah. And I remember walking out to my garage and picking up a box and just being a young four-year-old and drawing Casey Wolf's face on the box and poking some holes in it and running around my uh, my parents' front yard thinking, like, this is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and I'm sure my parents thought I was going to grow out of it, but uh, – I didn't. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's like me. Like when I was little, we had like this weird circle cement in the back in the backyard with some grass in the middle. So I would always say it's a pond. And then I would, I don't know. It took me until like years later to realize. I was like, yeah, I would go fishing in my pond. And I was like looking at the pictures and I was like, oh, look, my fishing pole was a freaking hanger. Like that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that your your mascot mask was just a cardboard box on your head. <laughs> oh, man. Um, there were a number of different mascots I liked to uh, dress up as as a kid. And my mom and dad have pictures. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, Jordan. <laughs> Little Jordan. That's awesome. So how many characters would you say you've been throughout the years? Because you named quite a few when you were emailing me. So oh, Yeah. Ooh. Let's see. I'd say at least 10. Uh, I've done a lot of uh, random appearances for different companies. I, I've done a little bit of work for Nickelodeon. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd probably say at least 10, if not more. Actual characters that I do on the regular, I currently have three characters that I portray. I know you said we couldn't name one for sure, but I don't know if you want to name the others or... Or we'll just leave it at that or just give the sports. I mean, you named one. 
I'm a big wolf in Kansas City. That's my favorite. That's by far my favorite. I love getting to have that opportunity. And uh, there are actually seven of us that help out with that position. So uh, it gets a little hectic, but anytime you have seven backups, that's that's a good sign because that means you're well-liked. And uh, anytime you're a well-liked character, life is really fun and really easy. Then I am a Sasquatch for uh, a minor league soccer team, uh, the Swope Park Rangers. And then I actually just accepted a position where I will be a dog for doing community appearances through a major league soccer team. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I think I know which one that is. <laughs> I know my soccer. <laughs> I know my soccer mascots. So <laughs> you said which one your favorite is, but are any of these jobs full-time positions? No, they are not. The main wolf is a full-time position, but I will say the main wolf has been there 27 years. And uh, like I said, I've just turned 25. So uh, I think I've got a little bit of learning to do before. <laughs> 27 years. Wow. <laughs> And so talk about that struggle of not having a full-time job. I don't know. I I just feel like there's a lot of downsides insurance-wise if you're concerned about that. Absolutely. It is tough. It is very tough. I've been really blessed and fortunate with the positions I have been able to get a hold of. And it's it's definitely a, a tough being a, 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 a part-time mascot or even a full-time mascot is really something that uh, there aren't really set hours for it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, totally. You are on call basically nonstop. My cell phone is my office. So it, it's tough, but it's it's so much fun. It's the best thing in the world. I wouldn't trade it. I've talked to a lot of people just about life and their dreams and their goals. You wouldn't believe how many people want to say that their their job isn't their life. But if you if you were to sit down and look at the amount of hours you work, if you were working a full-time job until you retire, if you look at the percentage of hours you've worked versus hours you haven't, your job is a huge part of your life. And if you don't like your job, kind of means you don't like your life. And I've been so fortunate because I love my jobs. I love everything I get to do. My resume at the top says Jordan professional idiot. <laughs> it doesn't I mean seriously, it's it's the coolest position. It's very hard at times to be a professional mascot, but it's so rewarding. I really want to get that interview and we've I've talked about this with a friend like the Chuck E. Cheese mascot or something, you know, like that character where yeah. they just throw someone in the suit. And I've I've had someone on the show who was the Chuck who worked at Chuck E. Cheese and he was in the suit and he loved it. But I also have a friend that we were trying to get one of her old coworkers, she used to work at Chuck E. Cheese. We were trying to get her in here to talk about like being Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's almost like um Whoever draws the shortest blade of grass has to do it kind of a thing. Yeah. And like my friend was telling me, she was like, yeah, it's whoever fits in the suit and is on on that shift. You shove them in the suit and and throw them out there. So I, I really want to get that perspective, just like one, maybe like even like a 10 minute interview or something, because everyone that I interviewed, obviously, they've been professionals. They've loved being in the suit or they were in the suit because they wanted to try it out. You know what I mean? They wanted to have this experience and it's, it's like a positive for them and they love it. But I, I also know there are those, I know there's a few people out there that have been shoved in the suit and they like, don't like it. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for me, being in costume has always been a, a really awesome way to just let me uh, perform and let me do what I love doing. I've talked to people and they they're always worried about being in costume, even in front of about performing in front of people. They say, "Oh, well, they'll think I'm a, I'm just kind of dumb or something, or I'm a loser." Because it's like, no, no one knows who you are. You're in a costume, you yeah. know. <laughs> Mascots can get away with murder. It's awesome. <laughs> I've never really been a super outgoing person out of out of costume. I don't know. I mean, I have a few friends that I just kind of hold, you know, close and tight, hang out with them. Uh, actually, I, I was talking with a friend last night and she was asking just why I don't go out more. And it's like, well, honestly, whenever I do go out, if I'm at a big event or something like that, it's always normally because I'm in costume or I'm performing of some shape or sort. Like the last thing I want to do is go back to an event like that because it's like I've just was here. I was entertaining. And uh, I don't know if this is something that's super common or not with mascots and performers. But whenever I'm around a big group of people, I kind of have that. My mind's telling me, OK, Jordan, be funny. Do something entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's a little frustrating at times. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like that's the same with me. I don't have kids, but I'm a teacher. And so whenever I'm not at work, whether it's I at both of my jobs, my part-time and my full-time, I work with kids for the most part and people. That's awesome. Whenever I'm not working, I don't want to be around kids. And I it sounds horrible, but it's because I then I go into this mode where I have to supervise because a lot of parents don't supervise their freaking kids, you know what I mean, at the market and... Right. Um, it's just it pisses me off and it gets me upset. So yeah. I yeah, I kinda don't like being around kids when I'm not working. But I mean it is what it is. I don't care. It always seems like I can only sit still for so long without picking up something and juggling it or hitting myself in the face with something, walking into a door, balancing a chair on my chin, something crazy. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm crazy. <laughs> and I wanted to ask, did you have to audition for any of these? Like, can you describe the audition process? I always think that's interesting. You know, I've been really fortunate where I haven't had to audition. I've just kind of ended up in the right place at the right time. With Kansas City, there are very, I don't think there are nearly as many full-time positions as there are in other places. And a lot of the mascots are at the same appearances, at the same events. And I had really gotten to know a lot of these people through just doing these appearances and I, I don't I wouldn't necessarily say that's an audition but I mean I'm performing alongside them and yeah that's kind of how it worked for me my first mascot job I had it was right after I left the the circus and they were in dire need of a of, of a performer it was like I think a month before the baseball season started they emailed me and said hey we have an event tomorrow oh my god <laughs> can you come in and pick up the costume and if you don't get a bad review you're hired <laughs> yeah that was exactly how it went yeah <laughs> it was a lot of fun it was a it was a grand opening of a a grand reopening of a park and I remember the the wind was outrageous and I just kept feeling like I'm going to take off because the air kept going underneath the head and I just felt like I was going to lift off and just <laughs> fly away. It was an interesting appearance, I'll tell you that. My I think my big one of my biggest pet peeves about being a mascot and going to appearances are and I think in every contract that they send out for me to go to 
whatever event as whatever character, you have to have a, a changing room. I always find it humorous that people are like, oh, yeah, well, the the public restroom's right there. And it's like, no, it's so I just can't stand that. I can't stand that. Luckily, most of the time people work with me. I mean, I'd rather jump into like a, a janitor's closet than a public restroom. But at this set event, uh, the grand op- grand reopening of the park was a restroom and there were tons and tons of people there and it was only a single restroom and uh yeah that was interesting (laughs) plus i just feel like it's weird you know you don't see a character and then oh out comes from the bathroom here's a bull or other animal (laughs) yeah i i feel you i felt bad because i requested a mascot at my house it was cosmo he's my favorite and i really don't think he did appearances i think he just did it as a favor i don't know why and he came to the house said and i felt really bad because i knew i didn't have a changing room. i was like there's a room in the house you could totally take i wrote that in the me- email and stuff i was like we won't bother you you know uh just don't <laughs> steal my guitar or anything and cosmo just walked down the street like down the block i'm t- three houses away from the corner uh-huh. Where the heck is he going? <laughs> and like he was waving to my neighbors, and I was like, awesome. "What the like?" I wanted to follow him, but I was like, "No, no, I'm just gonna like leave this." That was the funniest part that he just parked down the street. Or I don't know what the heck happened if a van picked him up or something. I yeah. have had appearances like that, uh, especially being the wolf, where it's either a football party. Uh, I did a. Um, bridal shower or i think that's what they're called and (laughs) anytime they're at houses i uh i basically take the costume out and i lay it out in the back of my uh, mascot man which is was a 2004 nissan quest never get one just heads up i don't know much about cars but stay away from nissan quest they're terrible uh transmission goes out really quick but yeah i I, so i take the costume out (laughs) and i would basically lay down in the back of my car about a block or a block and a half away, put the costume on, then walk all the way to uh, the house. Oh my and, God. Um, <laughs> it's weird. It's definitely weird seeing like a seven and a half foot tall wolf with 85 inch hips, just skipping down your street. <laughs> <laughs> I would love uh, that. I think I laugh more than the people do uh, in the neighborhood. Honestly, just <laughs> seeing that kind of like, shocking looks on their faces is it's it's hysterical yeah oh my gosh i would i would love to see that but i know none of my neighbors would get a mascot (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so awesome um so you mentioned that you were a part of the ringling brothers right yes i just i love watching dirty jobs and i feel like this isn't a dirty job but like that's an interesting job that you want to watch on TV. You know what I mean? Like, like everything they do. So can you please share how that was and how you even got started with that? Absolutely. And I actually, I'll tie that kind of back to that question about the audition. Cause for Ringling Brothers, I did audition and that was probably the scariest audition I've, I've heard. <laughs> I, I was one of 12 clowns uh, with the red unit of Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. The show was called fully charged. But I came in midway through the tour or midway through the second year of the tour, I should say. And uh, what happened was one of the other clowns had gotten hurt 
and he can no longer perform. But February, I think it was uh, 2011 or 2012, I went to New York City and a little Kansas City boy going to can- uh, to New York City is uh, it was a definitely a not Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I had an audition inside Grand Central Station and we couldn't wear any makeup or costume. It was just us. And we each had to do, I think it was a five minute skit in front of all these people. And, you know, I, 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 not knowing a whole lot about Grand Central Station or New York City, I figured, well, they're probably going to have some like room for us, you know, just a big room where it's just going to be us and it's not going to be that big of a deal. Well, I was wrong. It was out in the middle of like the biggest part of Grand Central Station. Everyone's walking by and I'm just here looking kind of like an idiot without any, you know, costume, any makeup on. And uh, it was a little terrifying (laughs) in that audition. uh, Like I said, we each had to come up with like a three to five minute skit and I did a little bit of juggling and then I got into a fight with a folding chair and the folding chair won. And uh, some way, somehow that was enough. And uh, I got a call and I went straight to Corpus Christi, Texas, which, oh my gosh, I could not have asked for a better place to start in the circus. It was beautiful. But being a clown with Ringling Brothers Barn Bailey Circus, I'll never forget it. I'll, I'll tell you that. I lived on a train. that uh, The train itself was over a mile long. Uh, my room was the size of a walk-in closet. Just tons and tons and tons of performing. It seemed like train runs. I'd try and sleep most of the train run because as soon as we'd get to the next city, it was, here we go. And yeah, it was pretty much nonstop. Did you have to like set up and tear down and all that? I think I helped out a couple times. I hadn't signed up for that, (laughs) but I was like, I'll give it a shot. I think one of my favorite things was they used to, back when they had elephants, they would do elephant walks which would be taking elephants from the arena back to uh, basically where the train is. And um, I got to walk with the elephants out of costume through New Orleans. And that was that was pretty cool, just walking through all of New Orleans. And they had closed down the roads because there were like six elephants walking through. And that was a really cool experience. That's crazy. So would you say that kids are more afraid of clowns or mascots? Ooh, I, I let's see. I'm gonna ooh, I'm gonna go with clowns. Really? And I have I, I think I have a good reasoning behind that. During September and October, I also work for the haunted houses, which is a lot of fun. Kansas City has a couple of the best haunted houses. It actually used to be the haunted house capital of the world. And we have a good share of scary clowns but i haven't really seen any scary mascots running around (laughs) so (laughs) i'm gonna go with clowns i think i think a lot more kids are scared of clowns than they are mascots i think everyone's just more afraid of clowns yeah they creep me out for sure (laughs) yeah i know a lot of the clowns in kansas city are more of the i don't know how to say uh they're typically in the like 60s plus group Okay. They just do it to have fun, but <laughs> there's a lot of hard work to get your makeup to look not frightening. And a lot of times I, I feel like some of these people just like put paint on their hand and then just kind of slap it on their face a few times. Yeah. Um, 
which is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I will. I'll even go as far to say this. There are clowns that scare me. Yeah, and you've been a clown, right? I, yes, and I was a That's former funny. Ringling Brothers. I am a former Ringling Brothers Barnum Bailey Circus clown, and there are clowns that scare me. So That's awesome. So, okay, clowns aside, what is the most dangerous thing that you've done in the mascot suit? Oh, man, I am a, a little bit of a daredevil. When the costumes come on, I want to be the most energetic. I want to be the biggest party animal. Yeah, that being said... I mean, I'll ride a hoverboard around my appearances in costume. I do this weird thing where I, how I go down an escalator, which is. <laughs> I think I saw this. Where I'll like throw my legs over the escalator. Yeah, like the railing of the escalator. and I'll just go flying down. That's that's always a good one because people always are like. <gasps> I think it's <laughs> hilarious. I don't know. I always liked being a, above and beyond almost like I'm invincible, like I'm a superhero in costume. So, I mean, there'd be times I'd be standing on the ledges on the ledge of the suites uh, when I was Mac for the Missouri Mavericks. And I'd be standing just, you know, just doing like a Superman pose. And it's like, man, I could really, I could really get hurt if I fall <laughs> from here. And I was frequently told, yeah, we probably, you probably shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> but I mean, I, I was always that person. I was like, man, Let's turn on 007 music and have me uh, rappel down from from the roof. Uh, just like, yeah, that would be awesome. And they're like, okay, Jordan, uh, you're no longer allowed to come to these meetings. <laughs> so but I, I don't know about the most dangerous. Uh, when I was with the circus, my main – one of my favorite things was slapstick comedy. I was known for slaps, hits, falls. So pratfalls are, are a huge thing. For me, and I will say, pratfalls are a little bit easier in a clown costume because it's not quite as big as most of the costumes I have. But I used to be able—I haven't done this in a while, so that's why I'm saying used to. Uh, where I flip and then land on my back, and uh, I was performing at Sprint Center as the Wolf, and uh, all these kids are around. It's for this huge event, and Sprint Center is this huge 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 venue where they bring in i mean i think john mayer was just there last night uh so it's it's a huge venue and it was just packed and there are a bunch of mascots there and i remember thinking to myself when they they called the mascots on stage individually and i'm like okay this is a go big or go home moment and i remember running up on stage and acting like i tripped on something and <laughs> I somehow pulled it off where I flipped and then landed on my back. And yeah, I remember kind of looking behind me and going, that next guy's got some work to do if he wants to top that. But, <laughs> That's kind of mean. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm really not that mean of a person. I promise. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that same thing. Whose birthday? It was Bailey's birthday party. And Chuck the Condor came out. I don't know if you're familiar with these characters, but Chuck did like, I think like a cartwheel in and I was like, dang, it sucks for whoever comes after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are some things that you do to like mess with the rival team? Like, or the rival fans? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know if I recommend doing many of the things I've done. Cause <laughs> I have, um, I actually got the ECHL hockey team out with the Missouri Mavericks find. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I didn't think was really possible for doing what I did, but hey, it was. I ended up buying a 
cat toy, like the ones that are on a stick that have like a string and then something attached to it with like a little bell on it. Yeah. That cats like paw at. Well, I ended up taking it over to um, the opposing team's bench and holding it over it and trying to get the team to like one of the guys to like paw at it. And yeah. <laughs> Somehow, someway that got the team fined. Because it's like interference or distraction of the players or something. I, you know, I'm not sure. I've seen people do it before where they have like a mistletoe and they hang it over it and they still do that. And it's like, okay, so I do the, basically the same thing, but instead of being a mistletoe, it had a little, I don't know. Yeah, like a fuzzy thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then I loved making signs. I had a big one that I made that said kiss cam and I'd always hold it over the opposing team bench. And I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> they never kissed though. So <laughs> our first soccer game we had this year for the Swope Park Rangers, we had a lot of opposing team fans come because we were playing Oklahoma City, which is it's not a very long. It's not a terribly, terribly long drive from Kansas City. And uh, man, I tell you what, those fans were brutal. They were trying to like block me from their section, and it's like, pfft, I'm the mascot. Oh <laughs> you know, the mascot owns that place. So I ended up grabbing one of their flags and blowing my nose in it, and then giving it back to them <laughs> as the character, not as Jordan. Had just, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've seen. I think I've seen that before. They like grab the jersey or something, and yeah. <laughs> Do you have any regrets? Any regrets? No, I, I really, I really don't. I have had failures, but failures and regrets are totally different. I think when you regret something, um, it it's not you. a very positive <laughs> outlook on it. Yeah, it's like, man, I regret doing that, or I regret not doing that. Where failure says, I've done that, I messed up, but. I think there are two ways you can look at that. You can either be down in the dumps because you messed up or you can say, Hey, that's a learning opportunity. And this is the only way I'm going to get better at what I love to do. And I've, I've definitely had my fair share of failures and whether it be a head falling off or a grandma grabbing me really uncomfortably ways, finding the team. I mean, you know, Things happen all the time. I've learned, and, it, and, and it's in my own way, I, I, I believe that it's good to indulge in your failures because you'll never be able to better yourself unless you learn from the mistakes. And sometimes there are happy mistakes. I'll also throw that in there where it's like, man, I didn't know I could do that, but it was really funny. And uh, I'm sure my body's going to kill me after this, but hey, I got a really good laugh out of it. And uh, I don't have to perform tomorrow, so uh, ibuprofen and sleep and I'll be good for you know the next day. Yeah. Alrighty. So you can save the grandma story for when I ask about the crazy women. Um, but <laughs> did the, did the head actually like fall off you or, or come off you? You uh, mentioned that. You know, uh, this is, this was probably the most embarrassing moment for me in my entire mascot career. I was working a Mavericks game. Uh, this was before I was the character. I was the lead character. The lead character was another guy who's actually gone on and is now a full-time NFL mascot for a team in Texas. But he was this character. I mean, there were all these awesome performers and people who I looked up to. And um, I was the mascot for a baseball for the baseball team. It was uh, 
the Kansas City T-Bones. And the costume that was made for the T-Bones was just, I could not stand how it was made. It is just, I don't know, it had this huge hump on his back. And then the head, like, if you lean forward, like, you could see the back of your neck. It didn't have anything that hooked the neck to the to the body, where the majority of the suits I wear do have, like, something like that. That It's just kind of like reinforcement and being a really energetic and crazy character that comes in handy. But this character did not. And we were doing Mac's birthday party. Uh, that was the appearance. And we were just a bunch of mascots. Uh, I tell you, it was my greatest nightmare. And I remember like thinking to myself, like, this has got to be fake. This cannot be real. Um, but what happened was it was opening of the game right before the game started. And they had all the mas- mascots announced and we'd all run out on the ice and slide and whatnot. So this is like the pretty much the biggest moment. Almost everyone that you can imagine is going to be at the game is at the game at this point. They're all waiting for it to start. The spotlight is on each individual mascot as they call us out. And that at this point in time, I hadn't really, I wasn't too familiar with hockey. I wasn't a skater. I wasn't anything like that at this point. But the ice had just been Zambonied, which for those who aren't aware of what that means, it, that will be the slickest part of the ice yeah. that it has ever been. And the bottom of my shoes didn't have any soles. So the previous performer had just used duct tape, black duct tape on them. So now there's no traction. So um, they, a couple of the mascots went out and I, I just remember the spotlights on them. The lights are off. It's just a spotlight and they announced the name of the character. Well, I remember thinking about what I was going to do and just the moment, the hype, the energy feeding off the crowd, being really my first big mascot appearance out in the public uh, in front of this many people. And they go, and here's Sizzle. And I remember running out and it was so slick. I slid and the head went flying off of me. Remember the spotlights on me. No one else is out here. All, I mean, just, a packed arena. I ended up hitting my head on the ice, getting a concussion. No. Oh my God. (laughs) And then trying to pick up my head, uh, which was like five feet away, which I didn't realize was so hard to still walk on the ice. I don't know why I didn't figure that out. Try to put the head back on slip and fall again. The head goes flying like 10 more feet. I ended up getting the head and going into the break room. That was definitely the most embarrassing thing that has happened to me as a mascot. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were like 5,500 people there, you know, spotlight on me. Head goes flying off. Did anyone else like say anything to you afterwards? Uh, Yeah, for a couple years, it was something that a lot of people made fun of. <laughs> oh, my God. But that, then again, you know, like uh, there are also some really cool people who were, you know, like, eh, it happens to me. You know, I've had that same situation and. You just kind of got to blow it off. And uh, it's important to be able to laugh at yourself, yeah. especially when you're a mascot. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of the accidents or things that happen, if you really sit back and think about it, they're pretty humorous. So if you can't laugh at yourself, I wouldn't say mascot is the best position for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so because I want to get to the grandma story now, but how do you deal with the unsupervised children, the crazy teens, drunk adults, and 
apparently crazy grandmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thankfully for almost every character, I have a spotter now. Whenever I do wolf appearances, I'm solo, but I've really never had any issues being the wolf. I mean, people are kind of like, oh, my gosh, it's kind of like that celebrity feeling when people come up to me, which is it's funny. I always <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> everyone always thinks I'm the main performer, which is kind of funny because I'm about his height. So everyone always passes me on the back. And like, oh, I remember you coming out to my church or and it's it's kind of funny. But uh, with <laughs> with. I've had some really, really brutal experiences with fans. The baseball team I, I've mentioned I was working for, my first real mascot job, I didn't have a spotter. And honestly, I think the worst it got was we had a game on the 4th of July. And people were throwing firecrackers at me in this stadium. And I was like, this is nuts. It's like 107 degrees. I've got a huge costume on and now people are throwing fireworks at me. What a wonderful uh, experience that was. That was really tough being in a mascot costume. My vision is so limited with every character. There's some limitation as far as how far you can see what you can actually see and yeah. just so on and so forth. That not having a spotter was really pretty awful because I couldn't, pinpoint who the who that was because it was the fourth of july game there are tons of people here there wasn't anyone around me to say hey stop doing that i don't know yeah i was that was pretty rough i mean there have been other instances where for the old lady for instance <laughs> uh sizzle's pants he didn't have a full body uh, as far as a full fur body uh it was a top that would cover my shoulders and my arms and then i'd wear gloves but then i had a baseball uniform on over the top of it and it had like a little bit of a hoop in the in the pants to kind of make him stick out just a little bit. And I remember taking this picture and this old lady sticking her hand through in between my shirt and my pants. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm still traumatized for it. Let's just put it this way. The old lady definitely found out that, uh, it was a bull and not a cow. Wow. How, how soon did you realize what was going on or like, did she look like this sweet, innocent, elderly woman? And then so you yeah, her? she did. And we were taking a picture <laughs> together. <laughs> and I guess her pose was to have her hand in the bull's pants. I'm assuming you can't see down, right? So is that why you just didn't? Yeah. Yeah. With Sizzle, I saw out of the mouth and he had this big, long, lower part of his the, the mouth, I guess, that would kind of block the downward vision. So yeah, I had no clue until I felt grandma hands. <laughs> grandma. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I feel like that, that'll be me when I'm older. I'll be like, come here, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Traumatizing mascots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Okay. So, I mean, any other stories of how you deal with the crazy people? I mean... With, like I said, most of the characters I've been in the lately have been, I've had a spotter. That's been really, 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 really helpful. I think that's extremely important. If anyone is trying to start a mascot program, please make sure you have a spotter. Your performer will thank you big time for it, um, whether you know it or not. It, it's, it's just a huge thing. Um, so I really haven't had to deal with too many terribly unruly fans i guess i've had a few people that want to hand me their crying babies first off i hate holding babies in mascot costume i 
I know people want it for their pictures, but I try my best not to because, you know, it's like I've got a human in my arms and I can't see nor hardly feel anything besides this fur. So I really do. I I totally understand this. Being the Easter Bunny was horrible. I can't feel anything. They're like, oh, do you have her? And I'm like, even though I'm shaking my head, you can't see that. Like once like once my shoulders like stiffed up, like I'm frozen, you know? Like, and I was just like, oh, I gotta take, and then they take forever, right? It's like, damn it, like, just take the freaking shot. Like, I do not feel comfortable here. Anyway. Yeah. I, I was the Easter Bunny. I guess if you want to count that as my first mascot job, I was the Easter Bunny for a mall in, in Missouri, in North Kansas City. Uh, and, uh, the mall actually is just now being demolished, but oh. I, that was my first mascot, mascot ish job, if you will. <laughs> I think I probably had more issues with people at that job than I did at I have in any mascot job I've worked in sports. I just remember first off, I'm sitting in costume for about, you know, eight hours. Yeah. I have to stay in this chair. I'd get an hour break for lunch. But other than that, it was I've realized that even with the haunted houses, people want to wait till like the last two weeks of October and then they want to complain because it's a three hour line to get into the door to get through the haunted house. Well, it's very similar with people with the Easter bunny, you know? Oh yeah, it's nice. Let's wave at him right now. And it's like the week before Easter and all these, you know, parents are coming through with their kids and their nice little outfits and yelling at each other. And it's like, wow, that's not really the spirit of Easter, but, um, okay. I just remember there were so many, <laughs> So many people and so many. <laughs> I'd fallen asleep in that costume a few times. Oh my gosh. Because it didn't have like a helmet attached to my head. It was yeah. similar, like a, I think how you were saying, how it's like a jumpsuit, but then there's like this head that rests on your shoulders. Yeah. And uh, I saw out of the mouth and it was this big plastic head. <laughs> and I remember just leaning my head against the side of the, the head on the inside. I guess just cross my legs and the chair was comfortable and I'd fall asleep. Uh, yeah, that was, that's not a good idea. <laughs> if I could go back to 13 or 14 year old Jordan, I think I'd hit him a few times. <laughs> uh, and I remember I had these two very obese people that wanted to get their picture taken with the Easter bunny. But for whatever reason, the picture kept messing up. And I remember thinking like, I cannot feel my legs anymore. And it kept going on and on and on. And it was a scary moment because I literally could not feel my legs. Wait. Okay. So how did this picture happen? One person took up each of my leg or took on each leg. And did they put their full weight on you? Oh, yeah. They got comfy, man. They got real comfy. I don't understand that. Like, I think I've sat on. Oh, yeah. Like Santa Bailey. I don't know if it makes it worse because it's like, oh, I could sort of feel your butt. But I don't put my whole weight like I don't want to sit on your lap. That's weird to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, once you make contact, it's like there's a human in there. Like my butt is on your leg. Like I really don't want to make contact with you. You know what I mean? Like I'm weird like yeah. that about touching. So even like side hugging a mascot, it's all this heat and it's gross. You know what I mean? So I don't want to like go near that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I love mascots, but there's a lot of gross things that gross me out. So, I don't Yeah. Know. And a, a lot of mascots have an issue with scent. I try to take I I take pride in the fact that the majority of the time my costumes smell very good. <laughs> Most of the suits I wear have like a mesh 
front body part, if that makes sense. Like the front of the body is mesh. Yeah, yeah. And the arms and legs would be fur because I've got jerseys and pants that go over um, the costume. Oh, yeah. Well, I always take a stick of deodorant. A friend of mine told me taught me about this. And I'll rub the deodorant all up and down on the <laughs> the jersey material, the mesh material. And every time I get hugs, people are like, you just smell so good. It's like, <laughs> all right, uh, this costume hasn't been washed in about – two months but uh thank you i will i do appreciate that and then uh, of course uh mouthwash and water like that's my mascot perfume if you ever need a mascot costume to smell good mouthwash and water does the trick it's like a 50 50 on that and i put it in a spray bottle the alcohol in the mouthwash kind of kills off some bacteria and nastiness and plus with the strong mint scent of the of the mouthwash it makes your costume smell real good I definitely think that some deodorant company somewhere, like Degree or whatever, <laughs> needs to have like a mascot commercial where it's like, if you need strong, like, <laughs> like, and then you have like the mascot like putting it on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would. That, I mean, that that's a, a strong commercial right there. <laughs> I I think my go-to deodorant is uh, the Irish Spring. Uh, that it's an Irish Spring, which is the Irish Spring also makes soap. And I, I don't know, I, I always like, man, that smells really good. So I found Irish spring deodorant. And uh, yeah, I get I get a lot of compliments on that. Should definitely pitch that with one of your mascots, get a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like duct tape a piece, you know, like their logo on, on my shirt and just be like, yeah. <laughs> you got to make a mock video and then send it to them and then, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so we're going to wind down. And what is the hardest thing about mascotting. The hardest thing about mascotting. Reading, being able to read people and being able to play to your audience is huge. Learning the situation, being able to play out the situation. I've seen a few mascots that talk. Um, none of my characters do. So being able to basically be able to keep conversation with someone without talking I'd say it's huge. And then when I say reading, being able to play to your audience. When I was when I joined the circus, uh, I was told by a man, he said, um, make sure grandma on the nosebleeds can tell what you're doing. Oh, and yeah. that's, I think, very important in performing in front of thousands and thousands of people. But along with that, you don't want to continue to be that way necessarily whenever kids are right up front and personal, or if you're at a children's hospital, you've got to learn how to play to your audience. And I think that's a very important thing about being a mascot. It's so much more than just putting on a costume. Anyone can put on a costume. It's being a character. Uh, there's a quote in Dan's book, and I hope I don't butcher this too much. The goal of us as a mascot is to be a character with character to positively impact lives of others. And I love that. I think that's so important. Just being a character, I think a lot of people don't understand how difficult that can be to create uh, the character and create the movement and keep that going. It may not sound that difficult, but I think keeping the character going for hours and hours and hours and learning how to play to your audience can be very difficult. It's still a learning process for me. I've done this for years now, but it's still something I have to work on. I've been doing a character that, to me, I think looks very frightening. But I've been working with the character to the point where 
I can make them laugh with the character and then kind of become this big sweetheart. And even though to me, he looks frightening and to a lot of kids, he may look frightening by my movement, by the way I portray the character. Kids aren't afraid of it anymore. Yeah, I feel like that kind of goes into the next question, which is what's the best part about mascotting? The best part about mascotting. I was at a children's hospital and um, I was this kind of goofy character. At one point, I was a water park mascot for a water resort. That was kind of when I was in between looking for extra mascot work. You know, I didn't really think anything special of it. I mean, it's not like the wolf or slugger or anything like that. It's just a water park mascot. Not a whole lot of people are going to know who this character is. I was just kind of hanging out. And at one point, I was just, you know, like rolling a ball to a kid and he rolled it back to me. And we're just, you know, just kind of simple stuff. And then this one little girl I remember seeing come down the come down the hall and she just ran and had the biggest smile on her face in the entire world and just came up and hugged me. And at the time, I didn't think a whole bunch about it. But the water park was handing out like there were like little balls that had the name of the water park on it. And I was just a stupid parrot. At the time, I remember kind of being bummed that I was this character because it's like, man, I want to be something big. I want to be one of these characters that everyone and their mom knows. You know, I want to have I want to have all these sports fans. I want to have all these opportunities. And the moment, though, that 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 little girl hugged me has forever kind of branded me in a way, because at that very second, I didn't think much of it. But then her dad came up to me. And he was crying. He said, I know you can't talk, but my little girl just had uh, open heart surgery about 12 days ago, and she hasn't smiled until today. Oh, my God. And that I melted like in the costume, like, yeah, I may be sweating, but I remember going, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. It was the coolest mascoting is an awesome opportunity because I am literally there to make people who may have more rainy days than sunny days. I, I want to give them more sunny days and smiles. And I'm blessed because I get to do that. I'm a professional idiot, but at the same time, my job is to make you laugh. My job is to make you have a good time. And there's nothing better than that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. But I mean, that's why mascots make life better. And <laughs> that's my hashtag. <laughs> So which mascots inspire you? Casey Wolf, which is Dan Mears. He is an incredible performer and probably the nicest man I've ever met in my entire life. He's hilarious. There are so many things he does that are just so funny, whether it's a costume change. If you ever get to see Dan in costume, just the way he walks makes you laugh. The character he brings to this, this wolf is so funny. Uh, I remember as a kid going and watching him perform at an old sponsor of the team was Price Chopper, which is a grocery store. And uh, I remember just watching him, following him, walking around Price Chopper and, you know, the way he'd like look in carts and grab stuff and just walk off with, you know, stuff that he took out of someone's cart or just who knows. I mean, even watching him just getting one of the rascals, the uh, the little um, I don't know what the proper word for it is, <laughs> the, the little electronic carts. That people sit in just watching Dan walk, you know, ride around in one of those. It's just he's so funny and he doesn't need a prop to make him funny. It's just him in costume. And I think the fact that he out of costume is equally, if not even more cool and just so humble and down to earth. 
Dan is definitely the number one for me. David Raymond is a huge inspiration to me. Uh, the original Philly fanatic. Let's see. There are so many inspirations that for me, a lot of the character work I do comes from mascots, but it's also from other things. When I was little, I used to, when, when we go to my, my, my grandparents' house, like I said, I have three brothers. My parents would always be like, okay, you guys go in the other room and turn on the TV. And, my grandpa had tons of VHS tapes of the Three Stooges. Yeah. And of course, that was what the four boys were going to watch was the Three Stooges. And I think that was a big part of me being a slapstick comedian and the kind of goofiness. I think for me, as far as inspiration goes, there are so many different things that I can't just say. I don't know. I definitely would say mascots aren't the only thing that have kind of brought me to where I'm at. Yeah. But I would, as far as mascots do go, Dan... Uh, and David Raymond are two of my favorite characters by far. I'd also say for anyone who's interested in becoming a mascot, watch the Muppets, watch um, <laughs> yeah. watch Sesame Street, watch those characters, watch the movement of those characters. Being a, a mascot, you have to be able to, like I said earlier, you have to be able to hold a conversation without talking and watch the movement, uh, watch Looney Tunes, watch things like that. Because they, they're so goofy how they move and zany. No, yeah, definitely. I hope that works. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I definitely think watching the Muppets or Ses- like Sesame Street, if you want to get that lovable feel, especially Absolutely. for I looked up Patrick Harry. Oh my God. <laughs> what the heck? That is a, an interesting mascot right there. <laughs> I love it though. Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> so if he you can. Is. Make him a lovable sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, yeah, it's a little intimidating. Yeah. I'm six foot three. So, <laughs> uh, that's without the costume on, I'm six foot three. So, when the costume comes on, you know, it's this huge, huge, huge character. <laughs> and uh, it, it could be very difficult, but it's a challenge and a kind of a fun challenge at that to make him something that not everyone's running and screaming from. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's what he was meant for. But if, you know, you can turn him into some like a softie and stuff, like definitely watching uh Sesame Street and, and the Muppets. Like for that silly that silliness for the Muppets. I yeah. Feel. Like that's I think, good inspiration. Um, for tonight, I think it's supposed to be raining. And I may or may not have gone out and bought him a big speedo. <laughs> and like a um uh a Hawaiian shirt and cut the arms off of it and then I'm gonna put a pon- uh, rain poncho over the top of it. So I just think, hey, that's gonna look really funny seeing this huge hairy costume come out and he's wearing a speedo and yeah, so <laughs> I think it's uh, all kind of about finding something that uh you gotta start out with a laugh. Yeah, definitely. for some reason for people to kinda let their edge down. Definitely. And any shout outs? Ooh. Shout outs to anyone, <laughs> even if you know they're not going to listen. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I guess I kind of have to. <laughs> Definitely Dan. Uh, he's a huge role model for me. Just an incredible human being. Thanks uh, for Matt saying- Vegan has been awesome. <laughs> okay, Matt Vegan. But I just want to say thanks for saying Dan's not going to listen to this. <laughs> no, oh, just d- kidding. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's fine. So Dan, for sure. Yes. Shout out to Dan, because I yeah, I love his character. We had said um, Casey Wolf, like just his arms, the way he holds his arms. Like I just laugh every time. And I think his eyes 
on that costume are just the googly eyes are awesome hilarious oh man i feel awful did i really say he's not gonna listen to this (laughs) well i said anyone like even if they're not gonna listen and then he said dan and i was like oh okay thanks but i'm just i'm joking (laughs) i don't care (laughs) i will say this dan does keep up with the mascot world and man you know i saw i saw this in i don't remember where I, i came across your post it was on Facebook. I don't remember if it was a friend that shared it or something. And I did a little research on 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 your podcast, and I thought this is the coolest thing. Like this is so great. I think it's a wonderful way for people to get to learn about how tough it is to be a character and uh, what it takes to be a character. And it's a great way to learn how to be a mascot or how to get involved with being a mascot. So I have to give you mad props because this is a incredible. Uh, podcast and an incredible thing you're doing thank you thank you i appreciate that and um i don't want to interrupt your your shout out to matt vegan because he might get mad at me if he's listening right now. <laughs> matt's a pretty cool guy uh, yes. i appreciate him a lot he's helped me out a lot and uh, just real down to earth i guess probably my mom and dad because i'm sure they're gonna listen to this <laughs> mom dad i love you send money um <clears throat> yeah <laughs> I guess I want to give a huge shout out to everyone who wants to be a mascot and is taking the time to learn about mascotting. And I just want to let you all know that I've, I, like I said, I want to do this since I was four. Dreams do come true. If you love what you do and you love what you, or if you love what you're wanting to do and you have enough passion and you work hard and you practice Anything is possible. So don't give up because I was in your shoes. I'm still not exactly where I want to be, but I'm loving every minute of where I'm at. And life is, um, I don't know, kind of an obstacle in its own way uh, with being a mascot. It it takes time and you never know when that right time will come. Um, Like I said, I've been a water park mascot. I've been an Easter bunny. I've had my head fall off in front of tons of people. But I'm still at a place right now where is is incredible and I love what I'm doing and I'm moving up in this industry. So it doesn't matter how what has happened, what uh, in costume or what character you are. Remember, you never know who's watching and just have fun because what a cool opportunity we have as mascots to make people's day better. I love that. Thank you for that. I feel like that's that's really the point of the show is to show just to bring light to all of the struggles that you guys deal with. And I don't think I've had anyone so far that's been like, I only have one job. Yeah. They might've had a full-time position, but there was always like something else. Like there's a reason why everyone does this. It's because it's just bringing joy to like all these people. And it takes a certain person to do this job. So yes, it's, 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 just as rewarding to me to see the smile or to hear the laughs as it is for them to be smiling and laughing. If you can feel that good about what you do, you'll go so far. And yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I've done the Easter money. I still do a bunch of different characters throughout Kansas city. I work at the haunted houses as a street character. I'm the makeup artist for the haunted houses. I am lucky because I guess I feel like I'm lucky. All my jobs I do have, I am paid to wear a costume. So uh, I've been very fortunate with that. But yeah, I'd say also alongside with anyone who's wanted to be a mascot, uh, get involved with theater. Take some classes if you can. If you're still in high school, talk to your high school about getting to be that mascot. 
even if uh, you don't get to be that mascot, see if you can ha- be the handler for that mascot. Take some theater classes. Take stage combat. There are so many opportunities that can you can grow so well or grow so much to be a mascot. Dance classes. All those things will help you out. I'm a drummer. I can't tell you the number of times I end up finding a drum kit laying around and I get to play on the drums and people think it's awesome because there's some huge character playing the drums. Uh, so all those things can come into can come in handy. So, yeah, just keep on keeping on. Definitely. And I want to thank you. Shout out to you for being on the show. And <laughs> I I love it. I love the stories. I feel like sometimes it's a little bit repetitive, but. For the most part, you all have different stories of how you got into mascotting, like who inspired you, and your stories are, are all different like and unique, and it's hilarious to hear. So thank you for taking the time to share with me. Also, shout out to John Young. I couldn't leave him out. <laughs> you gave Matt a shout out, so I'm going to give John Young a shout out. <laughs> and yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, feel free to contact me again. I'd love to be a part of anything I can to help out with this uh, awesome podcast. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) And that was it for episode 20. I made it, guys. I made it to episode 20. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't make my streak. I I couldn't keep it, but it's okay. I'm I'm glad I got to 20. And if everyone gives me an interview that says they were going to give me an interview, I should make it to 25. So that's pretty cool. I'm just, I'm debating on how I want to do this. I don't know if I want to put out a best of, I really want to do a best of, but it's just very time consuming. (laughs) And maybe that'll give me a week to gather up that 25 and just bug more people for interviews. My mascot mail is working. I will tell you that. I got a ton of downloads even though I didn't even put out an episode. I got to two more states and I know that was the mascot mail. And yeah, so if you want some stickers, just let me know. You can follow me on social media. It's Mascot Diaries on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I got a few followers on Facebook, like quite a few more. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) I don't really post much there, but I do my best to post the episodes there. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm just going to try my best to get as many interviews as I can. I'm just crawling (laughs) to summer. May is going to be horrible, you guys, for teaching. Like, I have a ton of meetings in May, which means I have a ton of makeups to do as well. So it's going to be rough. We'll see how it goes, guys. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. Thank you always for listening and take care.